And now, for your listening pleasures, from the Bronx, New York, where shit happens, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bronx Bias Back like Jordan wearing the faux five. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 15 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel. Thank you guys so much for just tuning in, liking, subscribing, sharing, supporting everything that you guys have done for me in this early, early stage of the show. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. And, um, you know, it's never going to be lost on me how you guys just really support the the podcast. It really makes me like so motivated, so confident to keep coming in here. And not that I wouldn't like if the support wasn't so instant. It's just I really appreciate like and I'm kind of like blown away by how much I've gotten in this early time. So I always just want to start the shows with just thank you guys so much for the love and the support. Today's intro is kind of like, I don't know, like a bucket list thing for me. Like I've always envisioned like coming out of like an arena or like out of like a tunnel to like a stage and shit and like having that on and someone announcing me out. So I did that for myself. (laughs) If you guys didn't um, (laughs) figure that out yet. And that is um, the song is called Serious by Alan Alan Parsons um, off the album Eye in the Sky, and it's most notably um, used for the intro for the Michael Jordan Bulls. Um, You know, you guys have been watching, if you have, The Last Dance. Every time the Bulls come out for the home games in the 90s, um, they would come out to that song, and then the announcer would announce each person's name. So I just, like, kind of wanted to do that shit for myself. Like, I just wanted to, like, make it like I was coming out of the tunnel and like my, you know, the announcer was like screaming and announced me onto the to the pod. But <laughs> so that's off my bucket list. Now, the goal is for me not to do it for myself, but for me to actually come out of a tunnel into an arena and be able to do a podcast live. So, you know, we're going to keep working towards it. But for now, I'll do it for myself, manifesting it for later. Someone else could do it for me. And so with all of that being said, uh, we're going to have a fantastic, fantastic pod today. I am in a very, very, very good mood. I'm in a fantastic mood. Uh, We're going to have an awesome show. So let's go. So as you know, uh, we start each show with my favorite, favorite, favorite segment of the pod, Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who don't know, maybe it's your first time listening, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show to give one fact about the Bronx, New York that people may not know, maybe never heard, um, just to show how many things the Bronx does, contributes, and how uh, many great things and great people and ideas and all great things and stuff and every other adjective you can think of comes from the Bronx, New York. So 
your Bronx fact for today is the Bronx Memoir Project is a published anthology by the Bronx by the Bronx Council of the Arts brought forth through a series of workshops meant to empower Bronx residents and also to shed the stigma on the Bronx's burning past. The Bronx Memoir Project was created as an ongoing collaboration between the Bronx Council of the Arts and other cultural institutions. The goal was to develop and refine memoir fragments written by people from all walks of life that share a common bond with residents residing in the Bronx. That is your Bronx Fact for episode number 15. Also, I want to remind you guys, please, with the, in this coronavirus time, stay safe, protected, protect your family, loved ones, and friends. The weather is getting warm. It's getting warm. I know y'all want to go out and hang out outside and maybe see some people or go to the park or have a barbecue or just be out and socialize. But And again, I can't say that that's wrong for you guys to want to feel that way. I just want to encourage everyone please to remain safe as they if as safe as they possibly can and you know still do your social distancing because warm weather i understand people just want to go outside and hang out but you gotta remain safe you know wear that mask wear them gloves you know what i'm saying or you know still keep the quarantine orders and um in place you know, because the numbers could go down and I think they are starting to go down. But the same way that they can go down really fast, they can go right back up really fast. So um, in order to actually maybe be able to enjoy a full summer, let's not be premature. Fuck it all up. And then we really have to stay your ass in the house for the entire summer. So, um, you know, I just want everyone, please, out there to stay safe, protected, protect your family, loved ones, friends, um, you know, do what you can to prevent the spread of this virus, wear your mask, gloves in public, follow the CDC guidelines, and don't be afraid to offer a helping hand to people who may need it, um, you know, and we will get through this together because we always, always do. That's just my, you know, uh, my PSA, if you will. (laughs) Uh, in regards to the virus but i know man the weather's getting warm and got that itch but everyone please out there please just remain safe so now we're getting right to the shits our top topic this week is not necessarily all a current events topic it's more on a personal level for this week and um what inspired me to start the show this way is because i read an article on rolling stone about um the instagram twitter social media influencer slash comedian jay versace um and i just want to read a little bit of the article um to you and then we'll go from there so this is from rollingstone.com if you want to um read it the headline is from memes to music um and there's a featuring uh, a, a brief story about jay versace so here we go uh in 2020 disbelief is rare once-in-a-lifetime pandemics have a way of making even the most outlandish news seem unimpressive. Yet, when Westside Gun, a Buffalo rapper who channels 90s New York hip-hop, released a track list for his latest album, Pray for Paris, fans were bewildered. In the production credits, alongside some of the most in-demand names in hip-hop, like DJ Premier, The Alchemist, and Tyler, The Creator, was a man named Jay Versace. 
If you don't know the 22-year-old's name, you've likely seen his face. In 2014, his cherubic cheeks, flared nostrils, and expressive brows turned him into a Vine star from the comfort of his Pleasantville, New Jersey home. In Vine loop after Vine loop, he'd bounce from impersonating Kylie Jenner to a melodramatic reenacting of his family life. In the process, Versace laid a blueprint for the modern deluge of front-face camera comedians carving out a lucrative influencer niche across social media. For the last half decade, Versace has pivoted from the platform, I'm sorry, from pivoted from platform to platform, from Twitter to Instagram to YouTube and TikTok, like a media company on a quarterly, quarterly earnings call. But his latest move into music, that will be likely among his more difficult career transitions. Everybody was tweeting like, if Jay Versace is on a West Side Gun album, I'm never listening to him again, Versace says as he laughs over the phone. People were really like, has it really came to this? But just because I do comedy doesn't mean that comedians don't have talent. Being a comedian is a talent in itself. I was a little bit upset thinking, is this what people think? West Side Gun was as surprised as everyone else when he found out Versace made beats. Initially, the inspiring producer reached out to Gun on Instagram. Man, what the fuck Jay Versace want is the first thing I thought Gun told Complex. I'm like, either he's just playing his shit on some joke shit because that's what he do, or this shit about to be trash. But it turned out Versace knew exactly what kind of beat West Side liked. The aptly named Versace is indebted to dusty loops that filled Walkmans and Cinderblock X boomboxes for the bulk of the 90s, a decade that Versace was only alive for the last two years of. The assuredness of the production belies the reality that it was one of the first beats Versace ever made. It's an old beat of mine from my computer, he explains. It's that loop, but it's completely different. It's like different drums on it. And the duo has been working on multiple songs together. So... Versace didn't even know his self-titled song made the album until West Side Gun told him. Now, I'm reading all of that um, to tell to to just set the stage, right? Um, you know, West Side Gun is a, one of my current favorite rappers from Griselda Records. I've I've spoken of Griselda from what was it like episode two, I think, and just like how I like them, their throwback to the old classic sound, blah 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 blah. This, that, and the third, right? Griselda is West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine. Anyway, I read that to you because that is the story of a young person who's just pursuing his passions. He's not limiting himself. He's chasing his goals, and he's basically betting on himself, right? And I draw inspiration from a lot of things, like athletes, like musicians, like businessmen from successful black people, but also a story like that from a very young person is very inspirational to me. And it goes to show you, like, there is a, a influx of just young people who won't box themselves in, who won't say, OK, I have to do the traditional cookie cutter way. Got to go to college, go into debt, get a job, you know, office, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that is going to be my life. He's saying, you know, he's found a way, one, through just his phone with Vine and um, Twitter and Instagram. But now he's transitioning that into music. And, you know, a lot of people doubt him, but he just believes in himself so much that he has been able to achieve success and be able to just, you know, see things or, or see the life that he envisioned for himself. And he's not afraid to just go for it. 
So how does that pivot to me or to the Bronx Bias podcast? So now it's story time. Story time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, on what I would say, oh, no, no, no. On January the 1st, 2019, right? The Denzel who speaks to you on the internet was a completely different person, believe it or not. I myself was overweight. I weighed like 260 pounds. I was extremely insecure. My girl left me. I worked a job that I didn't like. And I had a lot of emotional issues like holding me back from like happiness, right? So I decided on that day, January 1st, New Year, 2019, to like dedicate myself to changing. So with that, that dedication came the weight loss, came the tackling the emotional issues and just trying to become a better version of myself. And I immediately saw the dividends. So over the course of the year, 2019, I'd lost a total of 66 pounds. I've overcome a lot of the personal emotional hurdles and I'm in control of my emotions. I'm closer to my family, closer to my friends and I'm a better version of myself. So going into 2020, one question that was left was, well, what is next for me, right? You know, what do I want to be? I know that the place that I'm at currently in terms of work isn't the place that I want to be. You know what I'm saying? I know that where I'm currently, you know, making my living isn't, you know, what drives me. So, um... You know, I was thinking I just had the constant thoughts of like, you know, what am I going to do now? How am I going to pursue my passions? How am I going to kind of carve out something for myself? How am I going to create something that I'm really proud of and that I really love? And, you know, how am I going to do all of these things? And what do I really like? What am I good at? Like all of these things, like you have the constant, you know, mind, you, your mind is just going. So through intense thought and research and everything the Bronx Bias podcast was born and now keep in mind I'm still working right I'm still working nine to five for the initial development of the show I'm working while my logo's getting made I'm working while I'm teaching myself about this hardware about the software I'm working while I'm thinking about the format I'm working while I'm going to the gym three times a week four times a week sometimes everything my time is extremely limited. So, but within that time, a lot of things are happening, right? And I keep saying to myself, all these things are happening. I just need time. I need more time. And it's beginning to like frustrate me. Like I'm getting, uh, I'm getting a little overwhelmed, you know, between the gym, between work, between trying to figure out all this shit, trying to figure out how am I going to distribute, how I'm going to distribute distribute my shit how am I going to record my shit how I'm going to edit my shit how much money I got to spend all right now I got to have the LLC because I I got to trademark the shit I got to get make sure everything I own it so no one could come steal it like all these things that I have zero experience in is like all coming at me at the same time right so I'm just really like saying like damn I just need time I just need time but through my frustration, one thing is becoming glaringly clear. And it's that I cannot stay at this fucking job that I hate. It's not possible. But at the same time, you also have to think of the real world things like 
who leaves money behind and you got bills and you got responsibilities and this is the real world and this ain't no fantasy and you know you think yeah okay you want to do a podcast and you want to express yourself and you want to and you know it'll make you happy but nigga you got t-mobile don't care about your dreams and <laughs> you know uh your, your your bills don't care about your dreams and you got to support mama and all these things that that kind of you make your dreams take a back seat because you just it's the real world like you of course everyone wants to be you know a movie star or uh you know podcaster or you know athlete or whatever the big whatever the dream is people want to be but the world is structured as such where a lot of people put their shits on the back seat. And so I was doing that at the beginning of the year, soldiering on. My first episode of the Bronx Bias podcast comes out on February the 9th. That was the first episode. And I was just so happy to be able to put my shit out. And the more and more I got involved into the show, the more annoyed I became with the job I was working. You know, my mind was just so concerned with the show, so concerned with the the ideas and the stories and with time, that time that I didn't have. And I'm just like, I was just constantly fighting with myself on keeping the job that I absolutely hated. And because I'm just saying to myself, like, I can't. I can't leave money like I need money and, you know, I'm not able to even purchase the microphone without the job. I'm not even to able to purchase the audio equipment with the job. I'm not even able to download some of this um, editing software without the job. I can't leave this money behind, even though every day I get up, I go and I'm miserable. Like the sh- I get up at six in the morning. The shower sucks. Making my breakfast sucks. Making my lunch sucks. The train ride sucks. Like everything about it, that nine to five is just wearing on me. It's just kind of like breaking breaking me because I I have this this passion. Meanwhile, I'm sitting behind somebody's desk and not pursuing the passion. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, man, I could be writing some shit down for my show or man, I could think of a way to incorporate this or this just happened in the news. Man, I could write. I could start writing like my everything is like kind of like I feel like I'm in like a I don't know, like a um, like a rat maze or something like a like a. Yeah, like a rat maze. You know, they put the cheese and the rat has to find its way through the maze. That's how I feel. And I'm just fighting myself on it. I'm fighting myself on it. And then here's where God works in mysterious ways. And this is like the biggest positive that I can draw from this. The coronavirus comes, right? The frenzy, the people uh, getting sick, the people start dying, everything. Coronavirus has infiltrated its way into New York. And my employer at the time doesn't care about the coronavirus at all. They don't believe that it's serious and they require all the employees to still show up and commute to work at location daily, not even work from home. You have to get up and bring your ass here every day, right? Um, and on top of that, they're passing out forms and of course, I'm not going to say the name of this place. Uh, that is not, you know, I'm definitely not going to do that. But they're passing out forms that says uh, that the company isn't responsible for anything that happens to employees as it relates to the virus. 
So basically, you sign this, and they're saying, you know, in the most layman of terms, if you catch this shit, we have no responsibility for it. Zero. Zero responsibility. So now I'm fucking tight. I am so tight. Here I am, stupid me, fighting myself daily to get up, go to this place, you know, have my brain all the way somewhere else, soldiering on because I'm so worried about money. And instead of pursuing my passions, instead of pursuing the thing that makes me happy, instead of, you know, finding, you know, what really drives me. I'm doing all this. I'm bringing my ass here and you come to me with this shit. Like I've been commuting here all this time. I could have the shit already. And you telling me that you have no responsibilities. Hell no. Hell no. And I'm beefing with my HR department for at least a week. And then I just decide I'm not coming in. I'm just not going to work. So for a week, I stayed home. Right. I didn't go to work at all. And I I feel like, like, you know, I was just, I was so angry and upset. And this is where, it, like, it affected me in other ways. I have said before, and I'll say it again, I feel like episode six of this podcast was the by far worst episode I've ever had. Like, and, you know, if you guys want to take the time to listen to it, and I wouldn't blame you if you don't, you could just hear the difference and I guess how I sound and my lack of motivation and even the song that I chose to intro the shit with, like I didn't, all I talked about was the coronavirus, And then I just did like three question and answers. And then I ended the show. It really was affecting me. And it, and that correlated to how poor I think I performed on that episode, episode six. And, um, you know, I just, I was just really like really upset and really angry and distracted and all those things. Right. So finally, after a week, I stay home from work. I go in because no one's answering the phone. So as soon as I go in, I'm stopped and I'm told to go upstairs to HR. So I go up there and I'm talking to my lead of HR, talking to two of them, two of the HR representatives. And we're like arguing, like (laughs) we're legitimately arguing. We're arguing 15 minutes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I guess that they're seeing that I'm not backing down from what I'm saying, because I just think it's fucked up. Listen, I'm coming in here. I travel to get here to work, take public transportation to get here. There's no way that you can tell me that I have to sign this shit saying that you guys bear no responsibility. I'm coming here like if I'm following, if I'm staying my ass home and I get the shit, that's on me. But I'm coming here like I don't understand how you trying to get me to sign nothing like that. So I guess they just realize that the conversation is not going anywhere and I'm not backing off and they're not backing off. So they offer me an ultimatum. They say to me, listen, either you sign this or you leave. Right. And at that moment, my eyes got wide for like a half a second. And the two thoughts came in my head. One, do I empty the clip on this lady? Cuss her out. Tell her kiss my ass. And, you know, all the, I'm not even going to say the rest, but just tell her, tell her completely off. 
or do I just leave? Like, so then I became extremely calm. I took a deep breath, right? Deep breath. And I just said to myself, Denzel, leave. Get the fuck out of there. Just leave. This is a sign from God. You've been fighting yourself every day for the last, what, seven weeks. Fighting yourself. Coming here. You want a pot. Pot it makes you happy. This place doesn't. And they are literally telling you, we don't give a fuck about you. We don't care about you at all. So stop caring about them. Leave. So I just got up. Got my stuff and I left. And man, guys, I never felt so relieved in my life, man. The train ride home, I smiled from ear to ear. I just felt like I was on a cloud. And I called my mom. And to my surprise, kind of, she was like super supportive. Like I explained to her everything, you know, what was going on and what they were trying to get us to sign and how I was feeling and you know, I, I want to be a potter and, you know, this shit really just makes me happy and I'm not happy there. I sit, I come into work every day and I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm angry. But when I get to sit down at this desk and talk at this computer into this microphone, I'm happy. And she was so supportive. She was super supportive. I called my grandma. She told me that she was proud of me and everything. And I just hung up the phone and I cried for like 10 minutes. And it wasn't because I was sad. It was because I was happy. I was like, Denzel, you did the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you did the right thing. And from March 17th, which is the day that I left till now. So it's May. Today I'm recording. It's May the 16th. So tomorrow would be um, two months. It's been the happiest time. It's been the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. Literally. It's the culmination of me deciding to change my life in terms of personally and now it's ending in how I want to live professionally or what I want to make my career, how I'm going to pursue my passions. And, you know, I'm just I'm so happy. Like, I'm just happy. I've every day I wake up. I'm just happy. I get to write every day. I. I'm so involved in this show and it just makes me happy. It's just, I'm just, I can't even like put it into words how happy I am on a daily basis. Like for real, for real, on this most serious of levels. And, you know, guys, I guess my message is like why I'm telling this story, this long ass story is like you only live this life once, you know, and, you know, we're all blessed with talents and abilities and you know you have a big purpose in life you know and I know that my purpose isn't to be a pencil pusher and sit behind a desk someone else's desk not even my own desk and work for a company and do you know make money for the man and all that shit and not to disparage or discredit anyone who is again I want to make that clear I'm not trying to shit on anyone I'm not trying to um, discredit anyone who who works that those types of jobs or works a job in general that is not what I'm trying to do I'm just talking about myself like I know that my purpose in life isn't to d- 
do that, you know, and I, you know, I I don't know, man, this shit, man, it just, it just makes me happy. It just makes me so happy. And to be honest, I haven't made one single dollar from this shit. I haven't made one red cent from this shit so far. But this is the best job that I have ever had in my life. This is the best job that I've ever had. And like, so like Jay Versace and so many other young people out here, like, I just, I just say, this is just coming from me. I just say, be happy and chase your fucking dreams, man. And use your God given talents and maximize them and, you know, go for it. You know what I'm saying? You, cause you only live this life one time. And, you know, this podcast could be a a colossal flop. It could be a failure, you know, but the question of, man, should I have followed my heart in my 20s? You know, like, should I have, you know, left here and and pursued my passions? And damn, what if I just had had the courage to leave or what if I had the courage to just say enough or, you know, whatever? Even if it didn't work, why didn't I do it? Like that is gone. That is completely gone. And if this, you know, of course I wouldn't want that, but if this is a a a, a huge failure, if this podcast just doesn't work, it's fine because the worst reality in my mind is being fifty years old, sitting at somebody's desk and asking myself, what if? You know, like could you imagine that? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 50 or I'm in my late 40s or something. I'm tenured. I have 10, 15 years into a job that I don't love. And I'm just looking out the window every day asking myself, what if? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if? I feel like that is ooh, just the thought of it is like crazy. Because even if this shit fails, I could be in that scenario, 50 working a job somewhere, but I know that I tried, you know what I'm saying? I know that I went for it and it didn't work and it maybe wasn't in the cars for me, but I went for it and I wasn't afraid to fail. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm keeping potting because this is the shit I love, man. And just like the Bronx, New York, where I'm from, I feel like I'm a diamond in the rough. And I'm going to succeed because I'm from the Bronx and because I I am who I am and because I have the courage of my convictions and because, you know, just like the Bronx, we may be doubted, we may be uh, scrutinized, criticized, and no one believes in us, but we find a way. We find a way to overcome. And, um, you know, I, I really, truly feel like I'm on the right path. I really feel that way. I believe it. Like you guys can listen to it and say, oh, he's talking that shit. But no, this is a belief. Like I know that I'm going to fucking make this shit the biggest shit in the world. 100%. I believe that shit. So, um, man, shout out to Jay Versace, man, for inspiring me to let that out on here. Because I've been holding on to that for a long time. For about eight weeks or so. I've been holding on to that. And I've been like, I don't want to talk about it. And 
man, I don't want to, you know, discuss it. And I don't even know how I'm going to say it or blah, blah, blah. But I read that shit. And Jay Versace is he's 22. Like he's younger than me. And nothing stops him from pursuing his passions. He became an Instagram, uh, Twitter comic. And now he wants to do his music. He believes in his music career. A lot of people are saying he read. You heard him say, I read it to you. Oh, um, you know, if Jay Versace's on this album, I'm never going to listen to it. People doubting him from the start, but he doesn't care. He has so much belief in himself. He is so passionate about the things that he wants to be and become that he literally does not care about what anyone says. And he knows he believes in himself so much. And now he's seeing the benefits. He started out on Vine making six second videos in New Jersey. Now he's he's very successful on the social media platforms. He's an influencer. He has sponsorships. He has deals. And now he's made his way into music like because of his desire to just keep going and overcome and say, fuck y'all and fuck what y'all think I could do. I'm going to show you how much I can really do. And I can show you because I have this belief in myself that I will not fail. And shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. Because I was really saying to myself, I will never speak about that. Like, it was just kind of like in my head, like, nah, that's a help. Put that shit off. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Talk about some other shit. And I'm read that. I just read that on Rolling Stone. I just happened to come across it. And I'm just like, nah, I think, I think this is the time to talk about it and just let it go. Tell you guys a story and reaffirm the belief that I have in myself as a regard, as it relates to this platform. And man, I can't say shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. Shout out to him because I've been, I've been holding on to that for a little while. And from episode six, I've been holding on to that. So it's episode 15. Now you do the math. Like, <laughs> you know, and episode six was my worst episode. I was just fighting with them so much. And it was coming across into my platform, onto my, onto this creation. And I, once I let them go, I just felt so free. I've been enjoying all this time I've had to create. And I'm going to keep it going, man. So um, just to wrap it up, man, you guys listening to this, I hope. You know, I hope I didn't bore you with my <laughs> my story. I am long winded. I'm a long winded ass motherfucker. But, you know, man, if this listening to this podcast, you know, I one of the things I want to convey is um, belief. You know, you just you have been every person out there has been blessed with something, whether it's the ability to draw, the ability to write, the ability to cook or do hair or have a, a extreme work ethic or you know um you know maybe you're really passionate about the gym maybe you're really passionate about animals or whatever the case whatever you feel extremely passionate about or whatever you feel is a natural gift that you've been blessed with it's up to you man it's up to you to to create it against all odds because people who look like me, us black, brown, minorities, Asians, Indian, Americans, whatever other race, non-white, everyone tells you that you can't do it. Everyone's going to tell you that, that you can't do it. And if you find your way 
onto a job, a nine to five office structure, they can tell you to keep it. You know what I'm saying? And the world is not really set up for us to really succeed. So I just think that if we get that in our heads that nothing can stop us, then then we could have the world. Like, how many people told Jackie Robinson that he couldn't play baseball? You know what I'm saying? How many people maybe told baby Kobe he wouldn't be great at basketball? How many people told Jay-Z he couldn't rap? How many people told Nas he couldn't rap? How many people told Barack Obama he could never be president? Like, you know what I'm saying? But they just have that belief in themselves. They have so much courage and so much passion. They become the best, you know, Denzel Washington, who I'm named after. How many people told him he couldn't act? He's one of the <clears throat> he's one of the best actors we've ever seen. So, um, guys, man, if this if you could learn anything from this podcast or from this story, it's don't be afraid to go after your shit. Don't be afraid. And if you go after and you fail, you'll never have to answer the question of what if. I feel like that is the hardest question to answer. What if? Like, you never want to just put your dreams on the back burner. And then when you have, you don't have the energy or, you know, you're just at an advanced age, you can't do it anymore. Whatever the case, you have to ask yourself, what if? And I just think that that is like one of the worst things. So, again, um, shout out to Jay Versace, man, for just inspiring me to let that shit go. And, um, yeah, man, we're going to fucking ride this shit till the wheels fall off, man, because we from the Bronx and that's what we do up here. And no one will ever be able to slow us down and stop us. We don't give a fuck what nobody think about us because we know how special that we are. And um, if if you guys could could get anything from this podcast today, it's. Y'all motherfuckers have talent and y'all are special and y'all could do anything that y'all want. You just have to have the drive, the passion, the motivation and the courage. Fear can't be your motivator. Success has to be your motivator. And that's that on that. Round of applause for Jay Versace, man. Round of applause. Man, damn, that... (laughs) (laughs) that feels like i feel great like i just feel great just to have let that out like all of it go and finally like express it on the platform but moving right along you guys can follow me and hit me up on instagram and twitter my instagram is rogers neighborhood r-o-d-g-e-r-s neighborhood n-e-i-g-h-b-o-r-h-o-o-d twitter is rogers neighborhood R-O-D-G-E-R-S, neighborhood N-G-H-B-R-H-D. There are no vowels in neighborhood on Twitter. And I'm saying this and repeating it for the millionth time because I ask you guys weekly um, to send in like uh, questions that you guys have, comments, concerns, whatever you have on your minds. Send it into the uh, messages on the social media platforms. And you guys have not failed. You guys continue to listen. And I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, so I'm going to read some of the questions that I have received. The first one says, what weird food combinations do you really enjoy? Uh, I'm going to throw you off with a little something. I like, I really like. White cheddar popcorn 
with cayenne pepper. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like, it tastes so good. Like, I don't know. You got to get the, if you want to try this at home. And you got to kind of like spicy food. I like spicy food. So you got to go. I recommend the Smart Food White Cheddar Popcorn. It comes in a black bag. Get it. Pour it in a bowl or something. Um, and take your cayenne pepper, sprinkle it, sprinkle it on top, and then shake the bowl up so that way everything is incorporated. And it just tastes, it tastes so good to me. I like, I love it. Like the spiciness of the cayenne and then the cheddariness of the popcorn. And I love that shit. That is one of the, one of my favorite snacks to eat. White cheddar popcorn and cayenne pepper. Try it and you love it. Great. Tell your friends, but don't forget where you heard it first. Bronx Buys podcast. You heard it here first. Um, the next one says, what is something that you are interested in that most people aren't? Well, I would say that at least people that I'm around, I don't know about the general public, but at least the people I'm around, something that I'm really interested in and people aren't is baseball. I love baseball. Like I'm a real, I mean, I love sports in general, basketball, football, tennis you know um even like i mean not soccer as much i watch the world cup and i get into it then but if it's not the world cup i don't pay attention to it but baseball i love baseball i love baseball and as you heard before fuck the yankees i'm a mets fan i love the mets i love going to the games my first um my first game i ever went to was a yankees game but i'm a mets fan man i'm a mets fan I love going to the stadium. I get to I try to get there in the summertime if it's not a pandemic, of course. But I usually attend maybe like five live games a year. Um, I watch all the Mets games on TV when they come on. And just like my grandpa, who I used to um, watch baseball with, I get real mad at them when they do that bullshit that they do. (laughs) He used to he's an old school, old school guy. He used to listen to the Mets on the radio. He would sit in his room and listen to the Mets on the radio. But then. You know, when I was a kid, he would watch them on TV and he would scream and yell and get so mad at the Mets. And I was, you know, just a little boy. I'm like, damn, Grandpa, like, why are you why are you so mad at the Mets? It's just a game. But now I be sitting watching the games. I got to, like, close the door. Like, I can't because I don't want nobody to hear me yelling and screaming. But I get so pissed off when they do some bullshit and when they lose and stuff. So I completely understand you now, Grandpa. I completely understand you why you used to get so mad at these goddamn Mets but as much as the Mets suck or how much the Mets have the Mets have not been successful I will never root for the Yankees never never root for the fucking Yankees that's a fact um the next one says what is something that you have zero interest in um I would easily say driving and maybe it's because I live in New York or maybe it's just I've seen a lot of shit happen with cars. I have zero interest in driving. Zero. I don't want to get a, pay for a car. I don't want to worry about parking. I don't want to worry about insurance, which is so high because when we live in New York and then I'd be a first time driver. I don't want to have to worry about accidents. More people die in cars combined than airplanes. And then like I just everything about a car is unattractive to me. Like. The worried about the parking, the gas, the tolls, the insurance, people maybe trying to steal your car or break the windows or key your shit or getting into a, a serious accident. And then you're like, 
it's just so much things that comes with a car that I have zero interest in. I have zero interest in. If I need a ride, I get up my phone, Uber, homie mop, <laughs> homie Mamadou, Muhammad, Ahmed, Abdul, Omar will come pick me up. If I need to get from A to B in a car, Uber, Lyft. But driving my own car is like, it is, I have zero interest in it. I will never be, I feel like I'll never be interested in driving, ever. People would fall asleep in the wheel. You could get into an accident just because you felt like, no, no. No interest in driving whatsoever. And the last one says, what is your favorite TV theme song? Now, that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, of course, the first one that comes to my mind is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But what else we got? We got like Martin. I love the Martin one. Martin. Martin. Um, Family Matters. Um, the King of Queens I like. Um, what's the other good ones? Golden Girls. If you guys remember that, that's kind of a throwback. Uh, the Animaniacs. Um, you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> My favorite TV theme song of all time goes back to when I was a kid. The original Pokemon theme song is the best TV theme song ever, ever made, ever created. Yes. I want to be the very best that no one ever was. Got to catch them all. That's right. And I want to play the whole shit for you. I'm not going to play it at all. I'm not going to play all of it. I'm going to play a piece, just a piece of it, just to like maybe see if you guys remember what I'm talking about. And then we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. You teach me and I'll teach you. That just brings me back, man, to Saturday morning, sitting on the couch, big bowl of cereal, watching all your cartoons, Pokemon. That was like the best. That used to get me the most excited about my Saturday morning cartoons. Had to watch Pokemon on Saturday morning when I was a kid. Um, so thank you again, guys, for those questions. I really, truly appreciate it. And, um, you know, uh I really, really, really appreciate all the love and the support um, that I've received. And um, feel free to send in more questions if you feel so inclined. No pressure. Um, but I really just like um, answering you guys' questions that you have. Some of them are really good, like that one. I would have never thought. What was my favorite TV theme song, like, growing up? Like, you know, so um, if you guys feel so inclined, please, I encourage everyone to keep in sending in the questions. And I'll try to answer as many as I can in time. Um, I actually had a thought of maybe I should just do an hour of question and answers, but I don't know. I, that's like, you know, just the thoughts I have. But anyway, I really appreciate the questions and thank you for sending them in. And I look forward to answering some more. So, you know, don't be afraid. Next on the docket, I was having a conversation with my friend. Shout out to O Dirt. You know who you are. Um, and we were talking about um, like video um, chat, you know, how like Zoom is taking over FaceTime and shit. Remember Uvu? Like that shit just came across my mind. Like, remember Uvu? Shout out to Uvu. Y'all remember Uvu. All right. And then I was talking about like my old, We had, you remember um, AOL Instant Messenger and all those, you know, 
those things and bbm blackberry messenger and shit yo let me get your pin and all that i was just reminiscing about that shit and i'm gonna say uh, this is kind of embarrassing but i remember my aol instant messenger names i wanted to share a few of them with you because i had a few the first one i had (laughs) oh god the first one i had i think it was my very first aol instant messenger name and it was trash it was so trash it was called (laughs) i didn't want to say it it was called um i was in the what grade was i in I don't even remember the grade. It doesn't matter. I my first one was called Hater Number Ninety Three, Hater Number N N U M B A Nine Three. That was my first one, and then I had another one um, when it was the Get Light era when everyone was dancing outside getting light to like Aunt Jackie and Chicken Noodle Soup and all that shit. My name I had it was called Mister D Light O (laughs) Eight. It was so trash. And then my last one, which was by far my favorite, but it was D Legend 4-5. And it was spelled capital D, capital L, lowercase E, capital G, lowercase E, capital N, lowercase D 4-5. D Legend 4-5. Yo, man. Yo, you just think about how trash you used to be as a kid. Like, (laughs) Like, I thought that... All three of those names was hot at one point or another. Super, super trash. Shout out to Old Dirt. We had that. It just made me think of all of those old shits that we used to do as kids. And it was so trash. And we didn't think it was trash. We thought it was the hottest shit ever. I had a sidekick three. I had the sidekick slide. Like the sidekick was the hottest phone. Or if you had your Boost mobile phone, everyone would record the ring, t- um, record songs from the radio, make them ringtones. Like, yo, man, it was an easier time back then. I will, I will say that much easier time. Like, if Soldier Boy tell him Crank That was your favorite song, you had it as your ringtone, and you didn't care how loud the shit was. You weren't embarrassed, anything. Like, then you had your sidekick. It would make the noise when you flipped it open. And, um, you know, the keyboard and everything, you had to have a sidekick. You could not not have a sidekick. And then I thought I was on my grown man. I got a Blackberry. Everyone had a Blackberry. Like, man, shout out. Yo, shout out to the easier times, man. When life was you just go to school, hang out with your friends and come home. That's when life was so much easier. Man, what a time. What a time. And last on the docket, I want to play something for you. I was on Twitter um before i started recording and um i'm a big fan of lebron james if you guys don't know i think he is he's my favorite basketball player ever and it may seem blasphemous but i think that he is the greatest basketball player ever as i intro the song with a michael jordan (laughs) bulls inspired intro but whatever um his shoe came out the lebron seven and he's up to 17 with his shoes but the a retro lebron seven came out media day one shoe was purple and one shoe was yellow and I tried to get it, honestly, and it's an expensive shoe. And I tried, tried, tried to get it on the Nike sneakers app, and I, I failed. Every sneaker I've ever tried to get that was coveted on the Nike sneakers app, maybe it's because I don't have bots or multiple accounts. I don't know, but I fail every single time. And there's a clip um, on Twitter that I got, and I want to play it for you guys really fast. 
Um, and it has to do with, again, going back to the Michael Jordan Last Dance um, documentary, it's a clip of Isaiah Thomas. And if you guys don't know, Isaiah Thomas was left off the 1992 Olympic Dream Team for a lot of reasons that I won't spend a lot of time on. But basically, someone on Twitter put um, me trying to get the the basically me trying to get the Nike sneakers from the app and failing every single time. So this is the Isaiah Thomas clip that they used. I don't know what went into that process. I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. That shit is fucking hilarious. I laughed so hard at that because, yeah, I met the criteria to be selected. I wanted these fucking sneakers, but I wasn't. So I just thought that shit was really funny. And I have a platform where I could just put things, random shit, stupid shit, that I think is funny and maybe no one else thinks is funny, but fuck it. I'll put this shit on here. Um, yeah, man. But shout out to Isaiah Thomas. And I'm going to try to get them bronze, but if it's a super astronomical price, fuck it. I ain't doing it. I ain't buying it. And that will wrap it up. Episode number 15 of the Bronx Buyers Podcast is in the books. I'm your host. Once again, my name is Denzel. Shout out to everyone out there chasing their dreams. Shout out to everyone out there having the courage of their convictions. And, um, you know, hopefully if if one of the biggest things that will probably make me the most happy is if, you know, somebody hears this shit at the crossroads of their life trying to figure out what they want to be. And they say, I listen to your shit and it just motivated me to pursue my dreams or uh, go for my passions and whatever field. It doesn't have to necessarily be podcasting, but whatever field like i just want everyone out there to know that you have a talent you have a natural ability you are special in whatever way and it's up to you to figure out what you want to be or how you can maximize those talents and you can do it man that's the bottom line you could fucking do it don't let nobody tell you that you can't you have to believe in yourself and you have to put the time and the work in but you could be a success. So um, just don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. Your failures um, influence all your successes. You know, MJ, Michael Jordan missed way more shots than he made. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and you miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. One Like, that's a straight up fact. You miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. So... If this pod, you know, could do anything like that for you, I would be extremely happy to hear that. Um, and go for it, man. Go for it. You only live this fucking life one time. Go for it. Whatever you want to do, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. The fear of failure cannot be greater than that aspect of success. 100%. And I'm going to leave you with that. And then I'm going to fade you out with a great song. Of course, if you could use context clues, I'm going to play you Versace by Westside Gun off his album Pray for Paris, produced by who I led the show with, Jay Versace. And um, I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 15. Thank you once again, guys, for listening and supporting me. I really, truly appreciate it. And we out. Yeah.
And yo, keys moving, fiends drooling, dope spoons, blacking and bobo. What color tops are used to shoot out some Jimmy Bolivians? Pull with the cool, everybody got it going, they, but you going sooner. Figure for colors, my white body's looking gorgeous. Staring at a millionaire's next cost of fortune. More Jalad Juma, the half roof Porsche. Ring, full length mink at the Sabres game. Bullets made him trap 30 pounds. He should've touched his chain, called him by the Utica station. Niggas pacing, hit the 40 by the Oak Room, winning. Did my one, two. Chloe, what you drinking? Make sure my bottles go. Gave the bites out of Papa Dose. Getting tears down the popping no. Who fucking with me? That shit impossible. Niggas trying to do the knowledge I chose the fan, said fuck college I parked the rose on college Got the stove with the rose gold pilot Peep the science On the island, we cook and work the violence Brick of coke pioneers Imagine laying on the cot Haven't seen your family years Looking at old pics Dropping tears, my old celly live like that Inshallah, I'm never going back Going back